Hi, everybody. Welcome back once again to Handbook for Handbook for Mortals. I am one of your hosts, James DeBrooker, and continuing to be sniped by me in terms of introductions is Megan Griffin. This makes three times in a row, at least. You know I could just create, like, one to put in front of every single episode. That would be (laughs) cheating, though. That would not Uh, be cheating. If you're going to make it a competition, I'm going to use it to my advantage. I'm not making it a competition. I'm just, I'm just keeping the podcast flowing. Uh, We are continuing our chapter by chapter review, deep dive criticism of Lanny Sarum's handbook for mortals. Uh, Last week, we read the chapter before the chapter we're going to discuss this week. This week, we're (laughs) discussing the the chapter. chapter. (laughs) No, no, no. That would be cheating as well. Um, Brief summary of what's gone on to date. Well, first of all, uh, I have some crypt keeping to take care of. Last week, I referenced uh, a Simpsons quote, a girl named Mandy or a guy named Andy. And that was not a Wayne Newton song. That is a Barry Manilow song. Oh, you failed. Yeah, so take away my half of the amulet for that. But anyway, not all of the the crypt keeping is out of the way. Uh, Brief summary of what happened last chapter is she went on a motorcycle ride, kissed a guy, and then had a wizard duel, right? Well, she went shopping, met Carrot Top and Wayne Newton, and then had a wizard duel, yes. Okay, okay. So... Uh, well, real quick, traditional, we've got, this chapter is The Star, which is the 17th trump of the, or 17th uh, Major Arcana, and I already looked it up this time, and it is, uh, here we go, uh, thus o'er the scarred world racked with harm is poured the soul's remedial balm through mankind's dark light from afar as in card 17 the star in bloody conflict's aftermath man yearns for a more sacred path in a bereaved world of wrecked lives faith in the occult clearly thrives Angels of Mon, Theosophy, the fairies snapped at Cottingsley, the golden dawns eats magic right, vague glimpses all of distant light, materialism ends, twas found, and bleached young bones on foreign ground, tiring of war maps mankind's led to chart the spectral realm instead, occult philosophies define the territory of the divine, plot ghostly starlit coasts and trace the shifting contours of its face. Again? weirdly not completely without relevance to this chapter because uh it's all about leaving conflict to check out more spiritual woo-woo stuff and despite the fact that the last chapter ended with a wizard duel we (laughs) go straight back to which guy she is most interested in the wizard duel is completely dropped so okay overview of what happens in this chapter she (laughs) she goes to a plain white tees concert she does a tarot reading and she buys lemonade right oh i can speak now cool yeah (laughs) i i I, i'm not missing anything right like that's Um... all of it there's a little bit about her mother. That's the only thing you missed. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Her mother does a tarot reading as well. Yes. In the, okay. So let's start with the plain white tees, which make up most of... Yes. 
Now, this is not the plain white tease. This is the alternate universe plain but white tease. But it is the plain white tease featuring is, Jackson. Right. It's the plain white tease with the guy from the other band. A hundred monkeys. In, 100 monkeys. Um, not John Popper. Blues Traveler does not show up in this at all. No, so, but strangely enough, plain white tease, I think, played with Blue Travelers at one point. I... I believe that. So, so now you had some thoughts on this. <laughs> why, why, why don't you go ahead and share them? Because because there's there's seriously not a lot to talk about. It's just they go to a Plain oh, White Tees concert. I have plenty to talk about. Um, okay. Let's start from the beginning. I'll get into to my text to you in a little bit. Um, so, based on the opening chapter, it is assumed that she went shopping, had the wizarding duel, and then went to this concert. Correct. Okay. And then suddenly, so I don't know if you remember last chapter, we have the makeout, and then suddenly we're shopping. Like, there's no transition, no really anything. It's a smash cut, yeah. And then yet, we are back to dissecting what happened in the rain with Mac yesterday. Just, again... Three editors. I don't know how this doesn't linear. Like it doesn't make sense to me how it's done. But basically, we learned that they did not have sex. Totally negating that this turned into a very great erotic something novel, um, which is unfortunate, I guess. Um, we learned she has a baby face, so we're learning more about her appearances. Are you looking at this? To see if I'm I, right. I know, I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not questioning. I'm just. I'm just following the bouncing ball. Okay. Um, and Zaid does that whole thing where she goes in, but she's afraid to go talk to people, so she pretends like she doesn't see them and waits for someone else to say hi to her, basically, which is something I have done frequently at bars. So she she meets up with her band with a bandmate, yes. uh, Tim, Jackson's bandmate in our show. And this is, much like the last chapter, this is weirdly uncomfortable. No, wait, strike that. This is uncomfortable to read with the knowledge of how much of an explicit self-insertion this is. Because Zade is clearly the author. The people in this book are clearly people that she knows. Yep. In various contexts. And her interactions... Uh, the 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 character of Zade's interactions with the other characters in the book suggests an unhealthy or inappropriate blurring of various lines. <laughs> and so the the love triangle given Jack well the love polygon given Jackson as one vertex of same is weird because Jackson is someone that she clearly knows. That that the author clearly knows in real life, right? Um, and 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 everyone can have their muse. Like I get that, but well, again, and you can write self-insertion stories into things. It's called fan fiction. There are websites for it. So the point, my point being, is that this Mary Sue self-insertion oh, sure, everything has a, place on the internet. has a place on the internet. My my my, I fully understand. And talked about last episode how there have been fan yep. fictions that have been turned into books. So, no, you've completely made me lose my train of thought. Oh. Plain white tees. Oh, go on. 
Um, and yep. So okay, we know Jackson. We meet Tim first of all. I swear to God, I can't even remember who else is in this band. Dave. Tom. And Demar. Okay. Where, where do we meet the last one? Demar? When, when does he show up? He shows up in a really weird split place, which is when I texted you earlier. Um, okay, yeah. Now, this is this is what I wanted to unpack, because I'm, I'm curious about this. Well... It says Dave and the other guy works at our show. I know I've seen them at work. There's just so many people to keep straight. And then it goes, Riley nodded in agreement and pointed to the stage. Tim, Tom, Mike, and of course Jackson. You know them, right? And then it goes, yep. Dave actually works into our audio department. And like, if you, before that line is when I texted you, I was like, they completely left out someone from the band. Yes. The fact of the matter is that the, that the drummer, the actual plain white tees drummer is a guy named Damar. I don't remember his last name. Um, and the way he's introduced is just weird. Like, is that the guy that she's pointing to and saying, I don't know who he is? Like, it it just doesn't line up at all. Uh, yeah, and there's... I kind of glossed over a lot of this because... You glossed um, over most of this. It's a defense mechanism. But for all that I like going to shows and I was genuinely excited to see what you know, how this author would have described the experience of going to a show in a way that's basically insulting women the whole time well like okay the scene in green room where they're playing uh hardcore if you're going to, to spoil this movie uh, please don't I'm not spoiling green room but anyway, there's a scene in Green Room, a movie where the plot is the plot of Green Room, where they're playing hardcore songs to a bunch of Nazis. And the way that's shot and the way that the crowd, who you're not supposed to sympathize with at all, and the, the, the way the music all works together, it reminds me a lot of when I was going to hardcore sh and punk shows when I was uh, you know high school, college mm -hmm. kid. And so, so if... A bunch of literal Nazis can convey the joyful experience of seeing live music that you enjoy better than this, then you've you've lost something here. And Yeah, I, I mean know. the entire takeaway is that there's a lot of women and she is bitchy towards all the women. And they are bitchy to her in turn later on, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, this, did I mean, you do any... What? Go ahead, go ahead. Nope, what were you going to say? Uh, did you do any research about how much of this is actual plain white tees and how much of this is... Oh, plain whatever... white tees started in Chicago. It's... Okay. They have nothing... I mean, no, like, no, the no. actual songs listed are plain white tees, and it's all plain oh, white tees was... around, like, I, their American Nights album, I think. Okay. Um, I, I defer to your superior plain white tees expertise. Um, this is not expertise. This is, I looked at Wikipedia before recording. Okay. Okay. Um, um, which I'm assuming is when she uh, was their manager. Probably. Um, I, yeah, that, that would make sense. That would make sense. There is also um, a comment of, wow, it looks like their NSYNC got back together. Um, she is related to an NSYNC member, so... Really? Again, yeah, she's cousins with JC, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so again, throwing in people she knows 
for whatever you know okay you gotta give love to your family i i i get that um it's and 400 people it would have to be a pretty hype crowd to make me think that it was like nsync got back together yeah i mean i'm trying to think like i cannot i guess fathom how many people or 400 people and like how big this bar is because I didn't really ever go see shows at bars. I went to clubs and I've been to I don't know what do you call it an actual like stage and things like that like I've been to places where the primary goal is music this sounds like it's a bar that has music am I wrong? Okay um so it could be a club um for comparison the middle east downstairs in cambridge massachusetts on famous mark sandman square downstairs is 575 people okay so for our listeners at home uh for 400 people figure a mostly packed but not wall-to-wall middle east show uh so there's that. And I've been to some pretty hype shows at the Middle East, but maybe it's a it's it's a question of uh flavor of energy more than anything else. Um Riley gets drunk. So this is obviously the Riley where he's having vampires bite him to make Buffy love him more. And there's there's the um there's the weirdo I've never seen two dudes do this hetero man hug thing she calls it a buddy lock you like jumped ahead quite a bit we've got before all that happens while they're performing we've got oh gosh yeah i I jumped i jumped over the whole um essentially the whole concert well it's a plain white tees concert you'll forgive me if i skipped out on it okay you skipped like 10 pages of reading so we've got mac who for whatever reason this crowd is loud and the music is loud but they are able to have a quiet talk where Mac essentially, you know, asks Jade what she's thinking about her love life. Yep. Um, and specifically gets into the Jackson thing. Yes. He doesn't insult Jackson too much. He makes a comment that is honestly probably quite true. Um, if You know, it's repeatedly stated that these guys are just signed a record dealer, just about to get a record dealer, whatever. Um, and Mac makes a comment, you know, He's focused on the band with someone like that. Romance always comes third after the band and then yep. work. And having dated musicians, this is true. Like, it is what it is. Um, right. It's not a, it's, I, and, well, and the only weird thing about it is that the one person whose devotion to the band is discussed is the one person who actually isn't in the band at all. Right. Um, well, I mean, none oh, of the they, other guys matter. They're all red shirts. The actual members right. of the band. Exactly, exactly. Despite the fact that the name clearly states that they are playing white tees, not red shirts. Um, and the fact that she also includes the lead singer. Like, I don't know. It would have made more sense if you didn't include the lead singer. Well, maybe it's like a... I, 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 I Again, I am mercifully unfamiliar with the band dynamics of the plain white tees. So maybe, maybe it's like a, like a page and plant sort of thing where you've got the charismatic front man. And then there's one guy who's clearly doing all the musical heavy lifting or 
maybe it's is Jackson the lead singer? Maybe I'm mistaken in the fact that Jackson's the lead singer. I I think he's the guitar player. I think it's established that he's the guitar player. Like he he is the the Jimmy Page of the the plain white tees. Um, something for the Crypt Keeper corner next week. Uh, so yeah, Mac starts the you know what are we talk without the what are we talk um zade's body parts start moving without her consent as her right eyebrow raises on its own and her eyelashes unconsciously start batting um there's this really uncomfortable bit where he says that he doesn't deny he doesn't no he owns up to it which is really weird and awkward and kind of gross but also like kudos for the honesty i guess i i you know i i in a perfect world that wouldn't have been a consideration at all but i guess if you're gonna be creepy in that way you may as well own up to it well i mean there's a boy meets world episode where and i only say this because i watch boy meets world pretty much before i go to bed um where sean asks topanga out because Corey is too chicken and it's basically to get Corey to realize his feelings, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess because I just watched this episode recently, I'm not taking it as creepy as I know I did the first time around because I'm seeing my highlights and my notes. Um, I don't know. Like, I could see it both ways, I guess. I Yeah, I guess. I, it's it's He clearly has some sort of pants feelings for her, so it's not entirely out of creepy dishonesty. Um Thanks for that. No worries. Uh, so yeah, and concerts. She decides oh, she's going to do a card reading on it as soon as she can, because, you know, you can't do it when you're at the bar, which is the point where I'm sort of like, oh, maybe I'm not going to care for you even more, Zaid, if you are one of those people that entirely depend on your life on what the cards say. Um, there's poetry. And probably what you're, you're, you're really far ahead. Oh. Um, does he do? Oh, no, you're right. I'm skipping to the actual card reading. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, they sing a song called Someday You're Going to Lo- You're Gonna Love Me, and, which is, again, a real plain white tea song. Um, and Zayd thinks that Jackson's singing about her, which is never confirmed, really. But if she thinks it, she also thinks that Mac thinks it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all weird. Yeah. The, 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 the way that the characters are choosing to express or not express their feelings gives everything this Pinteresque vibe, because if anyone were reasonably aware of what's going on, they'd be deeply uncomfortable with the entire situation. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this works out. Um, yeah. So she, you know, despite the fact that Mac is basically like, we kissed yesterday, why are you going on the date? Um, she does, you know, have the date portion with Jackson. They end up getting food at the bar, talking about music. He invites her to come sing with the band on stage at some point, which made me gag. Um, I don't know. There's something about, like, I... I don't, maybe it's after reading the interview with the author who talks about how Zayd gets everything. Like, I just have no patience anymore for these 
little bits. This Mary, it's such a fucking Mary Sue. But it, but like, it, at the same time, it it makes me it makes me like the book more because the author is revealing to us her very understandable human wants and needs. I I I totally get the appeal of being invited up on stage to to play with a band. I've actually done that before. Um, it wasn't at the Plain White Tees. What what do you play? I don't. That's it's a long story. I I okay. Um, uh, not germane to this, but I, it's, yes, it's Mary Sue. It's entirely self-insertion wish, wish fulfillment. However, as- I'm glad you can finally admit that. Well, I, You fought me on it in the first chapter. I, and I was, I was, I, th- while authorial intent only matters to a point- I do admit that that self-insertion Mary Sue fanfic is the simplest explanation for a lot of this book. I, I mean, when you're you the interview we read last week, basically what she says about the character is that I guess they asked what's the difference and she said, "Well, Zay gets everything she wants." And if that's the only difference that you can point out between you and your character, that's very telling. Oh, completely, completely. Um, but as someone who at least intellectually understands the thought process between wanting things or behind wanting things. I, I, I always, I find it endearing and, and, and heartwarming that she's just writing this book and she's like, yes, I would like to have cute boys look at me and (laughs) I want to be invited on stage with one of the 50 billion bands that sounds exactly like the band that I'm name dropping. That was, that, that was big for a while in the aughts. But it's 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 like, I mean, I, again, I paid money for it, so more fool me. But I I, I I'm not saying this book should have or should not have been published. Whatever, that's not the conversation I'm having. I'm saying that I can understand the thought processes revealed in the writing of the book, and I'm I'm happy that she was able to get this out here. I guess, but when it comes to writing and books that are interesting, you don't want a main character who gets everything they want. Oh, like that I- has no impact. And the things like our friend Mary and, and I both write, and it's things like I, I posted something on her the other day where it's a comic of an author looking at their main character and being like, Oh, you're so pretty. You're so perfect. Won't it be awful when I start taking things away from you? It's a lot more humorous than what I just made it sound. Um, but like, that's the thing is like, you don't know how to keep your book going. Take something away from your main character. I absolutely and, agree. I'm not saying this is good writing or interesting or that this, there are any extant stakes whatsoever. Right. My point is, this is why I'm losing patience, though, is that like that is how you keep a book going. I'm tired of this main character who is essentially getting everything she wants. Not essentially. I, I think I just assumed from wants. page one that this was going to be uh, a hard row to hoe. And so I just I just started from this is going to be bad. And so having accepted that, I am turning my frown upside down and going. I don't like that we've traded places. Um, so now we finally hit the point where Riley yep. is drunk and they have to leave. 
so they yeah um what's his name yes. tad tad is yeah, being tad gives them all hugs he hugs as he's everybody. just really sweet like that yep it, again like writing is showing not telling all we've ever been told is like tad's just tad and like there's a there's a there's a plot know. point in the I'm Magnus just... archives that I want to reference, but I don't because I'm not sure if you've gotten there yet, and so I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it. Nope, don't um, spoil it. They, they, uh, Jonathan Sims gets booked to play a hardcore show with a bunch of Nazis. It's weird. Patrick Stewart shows up. Um. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Anton Yelchin died. Shortly before Anton Yelchin died. Shortly after, and I have not. I, he either died shortly before or shortly after. Uh, I believe it was yeah. while Green Room was either in theater or just got released to DVD. Anyways, I have not been able to watch anything with him in it without just like sobbing uncontrollably at the fact that this guy who had the entire world in front of him, who was like such a genuinely great seeming guy, mm-hmm. got killed in such a brutal manner and i can't i can't this is why i haven't watched green room yet i'm not gonna spoil it don't spoil it um i'm also not gonna spoil the force awakens so um, okay the force awakens or last jedi there we go you haven't already seen last jedi i've seen it before you so don't spoil it you can't spoil it um so yeah i'm gonna read this really quick because this Took me like five reads before I could figure this out. So Mac just waited and nodded as he walked out. Since a hug would have been difficult without dropping Riley, he gave me one last lingering glance. I smiled briefly and waved at them, and then they were out the door. Okay, so far so good. They are gone, right? Okay. Zeb remarked, "You know, when I was his age, if I had gotten that drunk, someone would have definitely messed with me." Cam laughed as and waved. Wait, Cam laughed as he waved and hollered out, you guys should mess with him at, while he's so drunk. Night, guys. So is he um, drunk yelling at the door? I think Cam is saying to Zeb. Also, for all I'm like, oh, I'm glossing over stuff as a defense mechanism. The fact that everybody has a monosyllabic three-letter name. No, no. It doesn't help um, so, well, right. we have Tad, Tim, and Tom, which I'm really mm. proud. I just said that uh, without like stumbling. I, I don't know. I think Cam. Okay. Well, no, because the next line, because I was like, okay, cool. So Cam's walking out, except for that. Okay, Cam, Cam looked, yeah, yeah. Zeb looked Cam, at Cam, Cam and Cam said, "Am I still giving you a ride home?" Cam is yelling at the door. Um. So. Yeah. Okay. Cam walks out, leaving us with just Pete and Pete, uh, who's still hanging out with Tom and Tim, who are talking about audio stuff, and nearly four in the morning when I finally made it home. So basically, like, the moment Riley gets drunk, we hear nothing else about Jackson. There's no, did he kiss her goodnight? Did they go back to their conversation? Did they have another drink? Did they dance? Did they get up and play music? Nope, it's just that Riley. They took Riley home drunk. And and, 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 and it's 4 see, I, I, again, it's it's this is a Vegas venue, so the the laws are entirely different. But I'm not used to the headliner plays, and then the club is still open for a while. It's right. Headliner plays, lights come on, everybody goes home. 
Uh, Unless it's like a, then they turned on house music kind of thing. Unless it's a bar. I mean, this can go back to the whole, it's just a a bar. bar. That had music on from 8 to 10 p.m. And then suddenly they were 10 to midnight. I don't fucking know. You pick your bar. You pick, I don't even know what day of the week it is. This could be a Tuesday. Wait, no, that's New York. Um, so it can't, well, it can't be a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday right. night because they have shows. It has to be one of their blackout yep. dates. So it's like a Tuesday um, or a Wednesday. So it's my eight to go. 10 comment makes more sense. They would... um, so yeah, apparently she and Jackson just sat and talked for a while and was, she found it easier once Mac was gone. Right. Cool. Um, she goes back to um, her apartment and then she starts thinking about... I don't know about you, but if I'm in a bar, club, whatever, till 4 a.m., I'm fucking crashing. Like, I don't know if you can make it to a bar and, or club until 4 a.m., you know, without just falling asleep on the floor. Well, but... the they, uh, last call is like one um, at, in, at, in, in, Massachusetts, in Massachusetts. Yeah, like usually. Gotcha. Um, but I've I've closed out, I, you know, I closed out bars in Bloomington, It's which last call is like four or five there so i've, I've done it i'm surprised because you're like 9 p.m i'm done i'm out Good well night. you know that was <laughs> eh, whatever I, and, and 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 she's energized from having a uh uh such an she's intense got two evening boys that like her right and then she reads christopher poindexter which again this is t- take away my half of the ambulance because i don't know anything about christopher poindexter oh man i assumed you would um right. I, he's related to buster i know that much um is that a joke uh yes buster poindexter he's the lead singer of the new york oh my god um seven answers who is christopher poindexter wait i'm sorry i don't know who i'm sorry i don't understand all your references old man i mean it's buster poindexter it's not like i'm saying well you know I, i i'm not quoting swan's lyrics at you i don't fucking know who that is hot 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 he was in scrooge he was the ghost of christmas uh no, he was the cab driver in Scrooge. Okay. I haven't seen Scrooge in years, but okay. Um, so oh, Christopher... Apparently, Christopher Poindexter is a current Yes, a, a poet. excellent poet. Um, yeah. My guess, honestly, is one of her friends. Probably. Plausibly. And then there's a, a poem about, is it possible to love people, two people at once? I will say this. I will say this. This book will gain so many points for me. Don't spoil it. But if everybody involved realizes that it's a false dichotomy and Mac and Jackson are like, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, you're pretty hot. And yeah, you're pretty hot too, bro. And then they, they just all like move off it and, and start a commune together. Let's read the poem and see how we really think it's going to go though. Is it possible to love more than one person? At I was a going to read the fucking poem. Oh, the- <laughs> I, now I will let I, me talk I, 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 I'm the one who's been reading all the poetry but you go nuts no you not okay is it possible to love more than one person at a time I asked staring grievously at the bottom of my glass of course she replied just not with the same intensity they don't tell you that because it scares them shitless love is an energy thing and yeah, I mean that's a poem. It is a poem. I, I it's it's 
it's not Amy Mann lyrics, but then again, so few things are. Uh, and this is where she decides to do a reading, which I have never mucked around with tarot. Uh, I thought you had. No, I have some decks, but I only have them as randomizers for role-playing games. Uh, I am broadly familiar with the the point of tarot, uh, but I've never done a reading myself, nor have I had a reading done for me. So, all right. So, twenty eighteen, you're gonna get a reading done for you. Like, I this live is your goal. All right, all right, all right. You live what? It's close to Salem, so there's. There you, know, you go. So yeah. you can go get an extra spooky one. Fine. Yep. The one thing I did notice is that she never talks about what, whether a card is inverted or not. And no, like, which is weird to me. That's a weird thing to leave out of a reading. My knowledge is limited. Um, I messed around with tarot cards when I was about nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit younger, and um, it's not something to easily get into in a southern state. Um, I was always into weird things, according to a lot of people. So, like, it wasn't something that I openly talked about, and so thus it kind of eventually just got shoved under the carpet. What's What's weird it's, is that you were growing up right when White Wolf was huge, and they're based out of Atlanta. So, like, okay. it's it, it. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Um, so I got into tarot again about a year, year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and still like some of what she says, and again, my knowledge is very limited because it's, it's something that I'm like, I'm going to get into this and study up on it. And then I do things like study insurance because that actually leads to me getting paid. Um, so I don't know. Some of her reading makes sense to me. Some of it, I'm, I, I don't know how legitimate any of this is from the setup, but you're right. Like there are things that she doesn't talk about. And some of the cards, the way she talks about them seem like a very beginner's read. What's interesting is that, um, <laughs> how long were you waiting for me to finish? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just, I was just flipping through to see if there is a, um, if, if I could find the exact, uh, quote that I was looking at because she has um one of them Mac is represented by wands yeah Mac is wands no no sorry Jackson is wands and cups is Mac and wands are typically a a phallic force and cups typically represent the yonic so it's a I I I'm because you know the wand and the and and the the cup. No, I I, I got it. Thank right. you. I, I, yeah. I am a visual person. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. I can see these things. Listeners, and, and I'm making a, a a penis shape with my fingers, and I've got my other hand open, and I'm sliding my penis fingers into my other hole right now. Um, You're also apparently twelve. I, so um. But yeah, I, I don't know. My 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 opinion on tarot has always been: it is like any other external divination. It is a useful focus and results in lateral thinking. So I I, I fully support it as yeah. that. I I tend to enjoy um, the divination line. I, I, you know, I've got. You know, I was big into dream reading as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really got into horoscopes. 
um, which apparently is like the one thing I always have mocked, um, do have a bit of an understanding of candle magic. Um, you say that like you didn't know that. Um, Sorry, that was an aha of confirmation. You and I have had that conversation before. Yep. I was about to say, I think I got you a candle for your birthday, but okay. You did. You did. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it's also like, what I really like about, especially candle magic, the, the research I've done where it's like, you can do the ritual and you should, and it'll help and it'll focus. But if you like wish for money or a million dollars and you don't, and you plan just to sit in your apartment doing nothing it's not going to happen. So Zade comes across as a character who like maybe doesn't make every decision based on the cards, but like it, it seems more than just a I'm doing this to clear my mind kind of thing, which is how I always take magic or, you know, rituals to be. And the book is, in, well, well, the book is incoherent on, the rules of magic because oh, right. <laughs> we actually have real magic. So maybe the tarot cards actually do mean something. Right. But, it, but, it, but we don't have like, and this is ritual magic and this actually works. Our, right. our, um, she's more of a spontaneous caster in, in, in our experience than she is a, a ritual caster. Uh, there is discussion of guides, um, which are not the same as guardian angels, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and so she says she uses it as a way to talk to them. So maybe there's something there. I, I don't know. I, again, like. The, the, okay. Yeah, here we go. Your guides are the little voices that tell you to slow down or buy bread or take notice of the cute guy in line in front of you. Now, listeners, I'm not a qualified mental health professional, but if ever you start hearing voices <laughs> telling you to do things, even things <laughs> as seemingly mundane as buy milk or take notice of the cool cute guy in front of you stop and 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 really consider if you might want to talk to a, a doctor about that you know what tells me to buy a bread my love of grilled cheese yes yes exactly um i could really go for grilled cheese right now yeah um whereas i rely on glycon the snake god to to remind me of my grocery lists at all times uh, uh, I mean, I get it, and I, I, I get... I am someone who relies or tries to on intuition. I do a lot of things based on gut feelings, like buying my car, picking my apartment, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of get this mentality. It could be better explained, sure. Did it have to be named something other than Guardian Angels? Fine, whatever. Yeah. I'm guessing that there's a bigger world here. It is, again, just a reminder that the magic of this world has no tangible rules. And this is, again, self-insertion fanfic, so this is clearly the author trying to explain how she views the tarot. Right. And, eh, I don't know. We Neither had... of us are saying it's wrong, it's just no, that no. it's not enough. Right. Then we get a um, slasher vision. Um, actually, this is, this is more of a, this is more of a, a Alfred Hitchcock's rope cut so she lays the last card down and to hide the edit hitchcock zooms in on the tower and pulls back and we're back in centerville tennessee with yes her mother adela um and like every other card she's laid down we've got in an explanation for what it stands for 
whatever. The tower, we do not. The tower, the death card, and the world. Um, no explanation. I get it's probably trying to build suspense and everything, but if you're bloody going to tell me which every other fucking card means, if you're going to waste pages on that, we'll why? Have, we'll have to tra- find out in chapter 15, The Tower, on page oh. 275. I am curious if that lines up with what I'm thinking it does. And um, so, so Della has been having this reading in parallel, and presumably the same cards are turned over in both readings simultaneously. I guess. Because the last three cards that... Oh, no, no, nope. Um, she just, uh... Well, no, because she... It is Zade's last card, and then yep, Della's yep. laying down three. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. And and two of them show up in both, uh, the Tower and Death, but the I don't think Zade gets the world in her reading. I don't think Zade got Death. I think she got the Devil. Uh, oh, no, you're right. You're right. The devil. Okay, there we go. Okay, so the devil doesn't mean the devil. Right. And death doesn't mean death necessarily. Uh, nothing ever means anything necessarily. It is worth pointing out. So she lays down for Jackson. She gets that he likes her. She lays down for Max. She gets that he loves her, which is not a distinction I caught the first time that I read this. Um, she lays for Jackson. The Eight of Wands, which is meant to represent... Cupid's arrows, meaning he likes me. And then for Max, she lays down the Ace of Cups, which means that he loves me. So. I don't know. I, 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 uh, of all the bones that I am picking with this book, which, quick, that's, unnecessary that's plot. That's no, the, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm not saying you're picking bones. I, I am saying that for all the bones that I am picking for this book, and if ever you need to pick actual bones, I can highly recommend Skulls oh Unlimited International for all your bone picking needs. Okay. Uh, I, we what a what a what a wonderful world we live in, folks. Um, use promo code. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Bones Company. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna to 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 get into it with. Well, I don't think she's reading the cards properly, or or her understanding of the cards does not match up with mine. Except to say that leaving out if a card is inverted or not seems to be. Yeah, that is that is not good. <laughs> um, so Della's doing a reading. Zade's got rough times ahead, and here we thought that everything was gonna go. F- find her way and there'd be no conflict or consequence whatsoever but but she's got to go through the tower the death card and the world and then a customer shows up a customer shows up to exchange money for for adela's goods and services yes yeah, so in case you're wondering that's what she does for a living cold which reading. i think we may maybe already knew apparently she can also read minds as uh she figured out why april the guest was there um that, well, that's, it's, it's, it wasn't a guess it was just that she knew yeah it's cold reading i mean it's it's yeah. it's it's john edwards uh performer it's... not politician stuff um i kind of get the impression that if this were um a hundred years ago i mean it's it's middle of nowhere tennessee so maybe like 50 years ago della would be the person <laughs> uh women came to to get an abortion like she kind of has that vibe to it where she would she would brew up the abortificant tea i always think of it as uh practical magic how the ants are treated Okay. Why are you making a face? Because practical magic is way too long, and like, I, it's it's my 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 face was eh. I'm not a practical magic fan. 
Okay, but, you know, there's the women that come for love potions. I think, like, they they do rituals for women in the town, but they're also shunned at the same time. That's, right. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, Which is, yeah, you know, yeah. Z- Zade pretty much, I almost called her Zella. Zade pretty much confirms that in chapter one. Yes, yes. So. Um, and um, Z- Zade clearly gets this tick from her mother. Uh, because tick. Because she says, our paths are not destined, but destiny is within everything we do. Some things you cannot change, and if this is the case, I will tell you so. Perhaps you have heard the saying, you can't fight fate? Well, if it is fate's desire, then regardless of the path you take, you will end up in the same place. Do you understand? Which is a Zadian way of saying the same fucking thing <laughs> five times in a paragraph. So, so again, I... I you know I, what's great? She says this again at some point in the story. Oh, we get this entire me. fucking paragraph again. <laughs> but... Um, okay, ladies, let's now let's get information because it's time for lemonade. Oh my god, I hated this part so much. This entire pointless nothing is gained from having this scene. Now other than Zade and or our author really fucking hates women. Now okay. There's a lot to unpack here, and since our D D game just got cancelled, we have time to unpack it. Are you serious? Uh yeah. Okay, so I texted Kendall, I'll cut all this out, and said, <laughs> it's, it's tonight a situation if I'm not there, um, there is no game. And he said, just you know, if you can't do tonight, that's cool. Would you be able to play next week? Last game, I'm going to schedule for this year. I can play next week. That's fine. And then he goes, I'm unfortunately going to have to cancel tonight. I don't know. Mm. So anyway, um, so she goes to hot dog on a stick um, at a mall, which, okay. No, this, like this no, 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 entire, it starts with, I have to go to the mall because I don't have enough clothes to go out in because I didn't have a social ice. In case you forgot, I was not liked while I was in Tennessee. Cool. Fine. Whatever. Totally get that. Great. But again, insulting something that is like traditionally supposed to be something that women enjoy doing, which is shopping. And again, as someone who does not identify as being incredibly girly, but does enjoy retail therapy in the form of things like books or I don't know, going to enchantments and buying another thing that I don't need or another, usually ends up being books or candles. Yeah. I mean, while, while we're recording this, you are staring at, a significant fraction, but not the entirety of my library. So trust me, I, I oh, am I not going to give you shit for retail therapy. No, um, but yeah, like, that's the thing is like, this is the point that I am so annoyed because it is fucking 2017. If you follow the author at all, she is very clearly left leaning, proclaimed feminist, whatever. But this book is very anti women. You are like, Making eyes that make me think that no, I am no, maybe no, ranting no, about no, something no, that is no, not necessarily no, true. No, no, I'm 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 just going to contemplate the demographic breakdowns of the Alabama election last uh, or you know Tuesday night, oh. and, and, and 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 we can we can save the um you know that whole discussion uh for another time, except us to say uh, disenfranchise all white people forever. Um, <laughs> 
we've run the world long enough. It's time to let another demographic take the take a turn. Uh, so she goes to Hot Dog on a Stick and buys lemonade, um, because they're all out of milk, milk apparently. Uh, and so the guy is looking at her hair, and we did not get another Sally's ad. No, I was very shocked. I thought there was one. Right, and okay. I noticed he was just staring at me with the biggest puppy dog eyes. I'm sorry, he said. I'm not trying to be weird. You just have really great hair. Now, I'm not trying to be weird is one of those things like, I'm not racist, but where (laughs) if you are saying that, you are either immediately about to or currently involved in doing literally the opposite of what you're saying. See, all I could think of was my brother, my brother, and me this week. I got a question that involved, um, this is why I'm explaining it, not just assuming you know. Um, it, like, apparently customers come in and when they smell nice, the person goes, hey, you smell nice. And it's always met with like, a, yeah, that kind of look that you're giving me. And so that's how I started laughing at this part, because after thinking of that, where it's like, it is one step above... Weird above-. complimenting people. Yeah, if, if when I worked retail, I would never, ever compliment that. I would and never, see, ever... I, it, 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 is, it is... The smell or the hair? What um, are we talking about? I, I would never... I, like, I wouldn't tell someone that they smell nice unless I was currently, like, involved with them romantically. That's like... Oh, oh, your skin is so soft. It will make a lovely raincoat someday. Jesus I mean, it's, 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 it's a creep thing to say. And it's, like, it, is, it is Crispin Glover in the, the uh, fucking Charlie's Angels movie. I am always, oh God, um, willing see, to compliment. you get that reference. I did get that reference, yes. Um, willing to compliment women, like when their nails look great or like, you're a woman. You're a woman. It's a completely and that's the other thing. Is, it's, yes, it's is the fact that I'm dynamic. a woman. Um, women are always going to take, not always, but more are more likely to take a compliment from a woman. I will easier. Like, and and in the vanishingly rare instances where I have complimented someone, the last time I could think of was um, it was uh, around Halloween, and uh this this guy and this girl were were at in, were in line at CVS and the girl had a spider web design cut into her undercut mm-hmm. and i said that's a really cool spider web design she said thanks and seen and that was it like it's it's like okay you are doing this clearly to show off because it's halloween and you're walking around right. with a spider web shaved into the side of your head right i'm i'm going to say that's cool and that's it. Like, that's cool is as far as I will ever, ever, right. ever go. Because yes. I'm not weird. I'm not trying to be weird or anything. Yeah. This uh, dude's. I, I do like the fact that it says, like, that he's about 19 or 20, just to make sure, like, he's legal, guys. Guys, yeah. he's legal. Now, he is of legal age. Um. So, this one time at Gen Con band camp, uh, Aaron and I were were waiting to for the dealer's room to open, and this little kid, like he's probably like ten or eleven or something like that, um, was trying to to 
was was complimenting Aaron on her MST3K necklace. And mm-hmm. I was watching this from afar, and the guy was 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 stumbling. This little kid was stumbling, and it was kind of cute. And I also sort of wanted to walk up to Aaron and be like, "This guy bothering you?" As I think this is the same year where some poor bastard was trying to compliment her on looking young for her age or something like that, oh, but was God. like completely botching it. It was yeah, ugh, fun times. So yeah, like yeah. do do no like I do, was a cool babysitter. And boy, like my the kids that I used, I, I, I almost always babysat. Well, I guess it was about 50-50. I just had, there was a couple boys that I babysat on a more frequent basis. But the fact that I knew video games, like at all, yeah. made me so much cooler than any other girl in the world. So like, I get, yes, they're young crushes. I've gotten, you know, notes and stuff like that. Like, it's adorable. Yeah. I do find it funny that she, you know, makes it very clear he's above age. He's legal. It's okay. He's above age, and he's too young to know better. Um, also, he looks like he's twelve, but he's he's legal. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so she's waiting for the lemonade because um, they've yeah. got to go around the back where chocolate's made. Um, wow, really? That's the yes. That is the second milk milk lemonade joke I've I've made. Let's let's see if I can. I let the first one slide. Yeah, but... yeah. I, I, speaking of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then there's beef with the other first of all i want to read a book about the fucked up romance going on between <laughs> alan and the other person who works at hot dog on a stand at the mall like what sort of like lady macbeth shit is she on when <laughs> what pisses me off is the way she's described a short stocky girl with mousy brown hair like, do you think that's who Lanny Serum sees in the mirror in her darkest moments? Like, do you think that this is her, 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 her id, her darkest impulses reflected back at her? I think that's giving the book too much credit, but I like it. Go with it. Um, so, so in this, okay, okay, okay. We're getting to the part where I forecast what's going to happen a little bit early because here she finally confronts her, 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 her dark reflection the uh, the negation of all that she values in herself, which is largely brightly colored hair based. So I think that my read holds up to scrutiny. Um, then she gets all carry on the lemonade, like yeah. she makes it explode. Now, now she has enough. She has spent a feat on the meta magic ability that lets you designate certain squares as safe zones for an AOE spell. So she is a high level caster. Again, our D and D got canceled. I'll let yeah, it slide. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so again, this is, this is, um, I'm not really sure why I, I had allowed some lemonade girl to bother me, which makes me think that she has this hierarchy. Like she'll take shit if you work for Johnny rockets, but like, if you're, if you're just a lemonade stand, then, 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 um, I don't like this whole thing pisses me off because for all we know, Alan could have just last night admitted that he cheated on this girl and slept with a customer that looked similar to Zayd. Like we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. And then Alan is suddenly, you know, flirting with another customer. Like we have no idea. This entire confrontation 
may be actually warranted because Alan is a douchebag because apparently like it's got to be the guy's fault in my head um and maybe it's misdirected anger or anything like that but like Zay's a bitch like yes no I will say this this girl should not be yelling at her she should not have called her a skank whatever I mean the entire concept is sweaty again like I keep saying that but like there's there's nothing about this interaction because it is an interaction between one or more human beings in this fucking novel there's nothing about this interaction that isn't weird and uncomfortable uh like if she I'm just waiting for my drink I said frostily I squared my jaw and looked her directly in the eye okay great cool you know what if someone's going to accuse me of cheating or like flirting with their boyfriend I would be like hey you know what misunderstanding not what you thought it's cool i promise all i want is my lemonade i'm not gonna turn into a bitch and be yeah. like you know what yeah, the yeah. fuck are you talking about like you you would have said to her what's your man got to do with me like it's 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 honestly i would have looked at her and been like i prefer women i don't know i would have said something that basically puts an end to this whole conversation like this yeah yeah there I prefer are so women, many ways jet fuel can't melt steel beams i mean the the there's a thousand different ways that this could have been resolved that doesn't, again, make every other woman in this book that is not Zayd look horrible, that doesn't involve using magic for revenge, that doesn't, like, Zayd needs a therapist. So my question to you is how long does it take to obtain lemonade from a hot dog on a stand or on a stick stand because apparently this a, forever because they have this freestanding vat of lemonade and they're not sending like fucking phantasm Jawas deep into the the lemonade mines on a foreign planet to 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 get this. It is it is a fairly simple transaction and yet it's long enough to. My guess is Alan's supposed to get it, but he can't stop staring at her to take the next person's order so that he can get the line down so that he can get the lemonade. My guess is girlfriend was on break or something and realized all this was happening. Um, but all that said, we do get the um, CSI put the glasses on moment because Zade, as she walks away, says, when life hands you lemons, ellipsis, comma, close quote is how this is punctuated in my... Same here. Um... Then turned is wrong. So wrong. Right. Um, and then left her on the ground. Um, like this, there is, there's ways of doing female empowerment, which I guess is what is trying to be done here is like, I'm not going to take your basic shit, but like none of this is a good look. This scene's not needed. Like what did we gain from this scene? Other than Zayd used her power for personal gain. Um, well, we learned how much it costs to get a lemonade at a hot dog on a stick stand at a mall in, in Vegas. In Vegas, two dollars and nine cents. Um, yep. which, if in case you were wondering how she broke down two dollars and nine cents, you'll be pleased to know that Zayd has exact change on her. Yes. Um, in a thrilling fucking Douglas Hofstetter esque display of mathematical vigor. Um. And yeah, and scene. The the entire thing was pointless. I mean, the, again, the the whole the, the this podcast is not based on a pointful exercise. I just like we've hit the point in the book where I just got angry every chapter 
because something stupid happens that shouldn't have happened, that it wasn't necessary to the story. And yes, I know we started this knowing that this book is not good. So like, don't need that reminder. I'm just saying like, this is not, I'm tired. I'm so tired of women not being able to be friends, being constantly pitted against each other. This is no longer a trope that is fun. What if what if one woman is uh, never mind never mind. What? Uh, no, I was trying to make a joke about the situation that just went that just happened. Like, what if one woman mistakenly receives a Christmas gift for another woman, and then if it's and I was very polite and pleasant to her and said thank you and wished her happy holidays and did not call her any names for opening my Christmas present, and I'm assuming was going to try to steal it if it was worth anything of value. Because why the hell else would you open it? But no, because instead I politely told her, Merry Christmas. Um, did you make lemonade explode all over her? I did not. There was no lemonade in the vicinity. Okay. Um, so yeah. Then then it ends. Um, continuing with a tradition of what passes for conflict in this book. The next chapter, I, I flipped ahead trying to find my bookmark. And it begins with a complete... <laughs> like they just and, and then then she moves on from going carry at the mall um entirely so now i have to come up with something wacky that'll happen next chapter um have we already done the dark willow thing with this no, okay you i have it you can go I, with that route yeah i think i think i think i i'm smelling dark willow on this um like she she's gonna flay one of the uh remarkably interchangeable monosyllabic dudes <laughs> Um, for looking at her fight, no, because she's super nice to all the dudes. She's going to. Slash. Oh, she's gonna fly. She's gonna. She's gonna flay. Um, a generic female alive for uh, calling her Becky or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just like, as a reminder, in the first chapter we read, she felt the urge to punch her mother. This woman yells at her. Again, Zayda's 25. She's not a teenager. So, like, this this showing of... I'm yeah, like hell, I mean... No, no, um, I mean, hell, even I was just self-destructive when I was 25, not externally destructive. Um, like, you kill them with kindness, and then, yeah, you make them trip or something when they walk. Like, you don't cause an entire fucking thing of lemonade to... Also, also, Zade's from the fucking South. And do you know what Southern women don't do? Is they make a big showing out of it in public when they're pissed at someone. Like sarcasm? Yes. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's just like, wouldn't you... Isn't this just begging for a bless your heart? Yes. I mean, it can go either way. I am Southern and... I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to make this big of a deal. I'm more likely going to walk away and stew and, and chew someone ear, someone's ear off um, until I get over it. But I have met plenty of women who are Southern who are going to throw a fit. So. Meh. But we survived. We survived one more chapter. <laughs> we were almost 50% through this book. Da, 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 da. I just... Um, so now we have to find our center, you know, namaste. The entire, 
Well, this chapter that we read, while it doesn't sound like much happened, it was incredibly fucking long. Yes. The bad news is nothing happens. The good news is nothing happens for a real long time. Um, The next chapter is, I think, the shortest chapter. Oh, cool. Um, It is entirely slasher vision. Really? Yeah, like, we might want to go ahead and combine the next two chapters. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where where the muse takes us. Um, We now have to recommend stuff that we actually like. Okay. I know. I know. It's it's challenging, but but (laughs) we can do this. Um, I am going to recommend the Walter Simonson run on Orion. Uh... It's a, Orion is a character created by Jack Kirby. He's one of the new gods. He is the son of Darkseid and was raised on the planet of New Genesis. Can't imagine uh, why you're recommending this. Well, and, and um, you don't need to be familiar with the fourth world to really appreciate the character um, because the fourth world is so broadly written that you have the main villain named Darkseid. It's easy to follow along with Orion. Walter Simonson, uh, who did kind of like the iconic run of Thor, does cosmic level stuff really well. There is a single issue fight twixt Orion and Darkseid with, I think, one line of dialogue. And it's amazing. And uh, Omnibus is in print. Uh, And it has all the... um, the B story material, which has artists like Howard Chaikin working on it, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Simonson complained about how it was put together because it's all of the A plot and then all of the B stories, and it reads a little bit better if you flip back and forth. But I mean, okay. whatever. Pretend they're fucking infinite jest footnotes. You can flip back and forth. You're Ooh. a grown up. You totally ruined that with the infinite jest. I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Okay, because typically speaking, like the 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 cheat code is you buy a copy of infinite jest and you tear it in half so you can have one copy with the main text and one copy bookmarked with the footnotes or something like that. I don't know, something that involves a lot of flipping back and forth. Infinite jest. Also, the Orion omnibus is like 800 pages long, so it's big and meaty and big and bouncy. Meaty beady big and bouncy. That's the Who record that I'm thinking of. Anyway, now you have to like something. <laughs> I have to like something? Yes. Um, so I am currently studying for a test that I have tomorrow. And when I study, I listen to music. And so I started with the Hamilton album yesterday because a song popped on Spotify and I was like, oh, I haven't listened to this in a while. Which is not my recommendation. Everybody loves Hamilton or you should. Um, but I will recommend the fact that Leslie Autumn Jr. Odom Jr.? Leslie Odom Jr.? I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, Who plays Aaron Burr in the original cast, put out a Christmas album last year, and put out a deluxe version of it this year that is just fantastic. He was also in Supernatural. He was in Supernatural at one point. He's also in Murder on the Orient Express. Um, So, yeah. You can go see any of his shows, I guess, if you want to go see Hamilton where he's not starring as Aaron Burr. I saw him as Aaron Burr. He's fantastic. Um... We also saw Wayne Brady as Aaron Burr, which I thought was pretty dope. Who did? Oh, Hale did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like Wayne Brady. Yeah, I think I'd like that. I think I, I think I like the idea of Wayne Brady. Like, I, I, I think I like the jokes about Wayne Brady being Wayne Brady more than I can think of stuff 
like specifically that like, like i like, yeah. like the is wayne brady gonna have to choke etc etc like i that's that's what pops into my mind i think the only like actual exposure i have to wayne brady is wait wait whose line is it anyway um I yeah. think I just combined two different things. Yes, but I think wait, it's just... wait, don't tell me, and whose line is it anyway? <laughs> I did, yes, okay. Whose line is it anyway? Um, and I love him on that, so there we that's go. always great. So yeah, Leslie Odom Jr., Autumn Jr., uh, Christmas album, if you were looking for a new one this year. Yes, indeed. Um, and you'll still have a chance to find that by the time the podcast is out. Yes, because this is released on Monday, which is indeed. not Christmas. No, Which is no. the week before Christmas. Yes. Also, happy Hanukkah to everybody who celebrates. Yes, may all of those who cho- to commemorate this chunk of time be having a nice and happy this chunk of time. And should you not commemorate this chunk of time for whatever reason, may you be having a decent this chunk of time. That felt a little pointed, but okay. <laughs> I, I don't know, fucking... It's, I don't know all the holidays that's going on. Yo, Saturnalia. I mean, shit. Fucking, you do you, everybody. Um, I'm going to a holiday party on Saturday. I'm excited. I'm going to wear an ugly Christmas sweater. I haven't decided which one. It's either going to be my Darth Vader one, because it is Star Wars weekend, or it's going to be my Stranger Things one, because it's Stranger Things one. I am going to a showing of Star Wars on Saturday. So that's my big thing. I'm doing that, too. In the meantime, you can also find me at Over the Tabletop, a weekly-ish two-player board game podcast. Uh, over Did the you tabletop. say weekly-ish? Weekly-ish. I mean, it's been it's been a month. Um, so oh, I just assumed my Apple Podcast was having issues. No, no, no. Um, the the new episode dropped yesterday. No, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's been bi-weekly for a while. We're gonna try and get it back to weekly. Um, my partner and I and our producer Solstice Kit Kat airs to Brooker uh review I, oh oh i'm sorry like you wouldn't give charlie a producer credit on your podcast charlie uh, does not get a producer credit because he eats the entire time i record okay yes well solstice is much more involved in the creative process um so anyway over the tabletop uh libsyn facebook twitter possibly add podcast um over the tabletop podcast at gmail.com uh swipe right um, on our Bumble profile. Glad you at least remembered one dating site. <laughs> Pardon me? Said so I'm glad you remembered at least one dating site. Well, I think I've made that reference on Grindr and Tinder, but then I realized that um, Aaron I... could technically do the swiping on a Bumble account. So I'll have to have her start up the official over-the-tabletop Bumble account. And on a Tinder account. I don't know if Bumble has swiping. Tinder's the one that does swiping. Grinder does swiping too, I thought. Gotcha. I've not done Bumble because Bumble requires a woman to message the guy first. And every time I looked at it, one of their ads, I think I actually created a count. And it was, I don't know how to describe other than Connecticut Country Club. It was like the every, the average person. Got it. So. Where else can people find you? When you're not um, rescuing Wonder Woman book buddies. <laughs> I host two other podcasts, uh, Judging Book Covers Podcast and Fabulous Retellings. Uh, Fabulous Retellings is technically on hiatus until January, but we will be releasing an episode um, the day after this one comes out where my co-host and I talk about our top 10 books 
five, ten. We haven't quite decided. Um, so you're on we, hiatus for like a week is what you're saying. No, we're on hiatus for two weeks. Oh, okay. We won't be recording the week of Christmas or the week after. Okay. Um, essentially, while I'm in Atlanta, Fabulous Retellings will not be recording. Got um, it. So we're going to talk about the top books that we read for 2017 um, and giggle away on that. And uh, Judging Book Covers comes back on Christmas Eve, where I am bringing back two co-hosts that have been on previously, and we're going to discuss Vicious by Victoria Schwab. So uh, as for this podcast, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Handbook Podcast. Um, We'll be back, I guess, next week with Temperance. Temperance. Which is a very short chapter, so I'm sorry. Maybe you'll finally get an episode that is under an hour again. Woohoo! Bye! Bye.